Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. follower of Jesus gets intentional about helping other people to learn from Jesus and follow Jesus, the devil goes active against them. Every time, you can count on it. There's no question. Revelation 12.10 says that Satan never stops. Day and night. The devil doesn't take a day off. The devil isn't just lounging around, not making life harder for us. Pastor Robert cautions those that pursue the heart of God and tells others about him will face great opposition from evil. Today, if you're facing evil in the midst of the will of God, you're in the right place. God is right there with you. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 25, as he begins his message, Appealing to Caesar. Today we're back in the book of Acts. We're in chapter 25, where the Apostle Paul At this point in Luke's narrative, he has been for two full years a political prisoner in the city of Caesarea. Today it's referred to as Caesarea Maritima. It's just ruins. It's one of the places that we always visit. It's actually one of my favorite places to visit because, I don't know, there's just something about that place. It's right on the Mediterranean coast, and I can envision what it must have been like. I mean, it was palatial. It was the seat of the Roman government there. It's, by the way, it's the place where the identity of Pontius Pilate was confirmed. Not that it needed to be, right? But there were those who questioned, did he even exist? Because the only place his name was ever mentioned was was in the scriptures, the Christian scriptures. They didn't find anything about him outside of that, but then they found a plaque. You know how the government buildings, they'll put a plaque you know, Mayor Gelber and this, you know, the different commissioners who were in place when this work was done. Well, the Romans did that. And Pontius Pilate put a plaque on the theater, outside the theater at Caesarea, because that's where the Roman procurators had their palace and would hold court, do their judgments and things like that. So the ruins of the arena are still there. Forget Hippodrome and where they did chariot races and all that kind of stuff. And you can see the port because it had a massive port right there on the Mediterranean. It's just a cool place to visit. And yes, we are planning to go back to Israel. I don't know exactly when. They've just reopened. I saw a note from the man who has served as our tour guide the last three times I've been 
Edo sent a message saying that they're open to groups again. So that's a brand new thing. But Paul has, at this point, been a prisoner there for two years. And the governor who was there for that two-year period, Felix, the Bible says basically he's playing games with him. He was hoping that maybe Paul or one of Paul's friends would offer to pay him a bribe, you know, to release Paul. And that never happened. So Felix left him there when he was recalled to Rome. Felix was just a corrupt scoundrel. And the Jewish leadership in Judea had been complaining about him and had even sent a delegation back to Rome to complain to Caesar in person, according to historians. That's not in the Bible, but I think it's Josephus that writes about that. But the upshot was that Nero recalled Felix and Drusilla and replaced Felix as the governor, the procurator, replaced him with a man named Festus. And again, historians tell us that Nero would have executed Felix at this point if not for Nero's friendship with Felix's brother. So Acts chapter 25, verse 1. Now, when Festus had come to the province, after three days, he went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Now, quick little footnote. See, he would have come by ship. He landed there at the port in Caesarea. Basically, all he did was kind of put his luggage down. You know, I mean, he's moving there, so he would have arrived with a good bit of stuff. So he gets things somewhat situated there at the governor's palace, and immediately he goes up to Jerusalem. Verse 2, then the high priest and the chief men of the Jews informed him against Paul, and they petitioned him asking a favor against him, that he would summon him to Jerusalem while they lay in ambush along the road to kill him. Now, we're going to pause right there for just a minute. Let's think about this. These are the religious leaders in Israel, the high priest, the chief men. And it's not totally clear that it was the Sanhedrin, but it seems to be kind of implied. The governing council, certainly the high priest, That's there in black and white. And priority number one, the first thing they're concerned about with the arrival of this new Roman governor, they've managed to get rid of the other guy. They've managed to depose Felix. And the first thing they're thinking about when Festus arrives is killing Paul. It's been two years for crying out loud. Think about that. Two years. And they still hate Paul. As a matter of fact, their hatred doesn't seem to have diminished The first order of business, we got to fix this. We got to find a way to kill Paul. Let's see if we can convince this guy. I mean, he just got here. He doesn't know anything. He's brand new to the region. He's brand new to the role. Maybe we can work him a little bit and convince him to bring Paul. And if he summons Paul, then we can kill him on the way. What's their problem? I mean, why do they hate Paul so much? I think that their problem was literally a demonic fear of the impact of Paul's teachings and testimony. Because all over the world, all over the world, Paul had had an impact. This Pharisee, this man who was one of the foremost scholars of his day in Judaism, a man who had formerly persecuted Christians and had now become a Christian, was even spreading all across the Roman Empire this doctrine of salvation by grace alone, through faith in Jesus of Nazareth. The devil was freaking out. Point number one, for you disciples, you note-takers, 
the enemy of our souls is relentless. That's point number one. The enemy of our souls is relentless. And he knows very well the potential of a determined disciple maker for Jesus Christ. When a follower of Jesus gets intentional about helping other people to learn from Jesus and follow Jesus, the devil goes active against them every time. You can count on it. There's no question. Revelation 12.10 says that Satan never stops. Day and night, the Bible says, they're making accusations against the brethren, making accusations to God against you and me, day and night, relentlessly. 1 Peter 5.8 reminds us that we should be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Be sober and be vigilant. What does that mean in everyday language? He's like, you better be taking this seriously. You better be taking this seriously because he's like a roaring lion walking around looking for somebody to eat and he will eat you alive if you're not taking it seriously. That's the idea that Peter is presenting there in that passage. Now, thankfully, the Apostle Paul was both sober and vigilant. He was paying attention to his surroundings. He was alert to what was going on. And listen, he knew that God was at work. He knew that God was at work. He knew that God was was even co-opting the schemes of these corrupt religious leaders and causing their evil agenda to work out to his own benefit to work out to the furtherance of the gospel. Paul knew what was going on. We make a mistake on both sides of the equation with regard to the devil. On the one side over here, we're like ashamed to talk about it. The devil. Because, with you know, the little pointy, you know, horned guy with the tail. And, and we don't want people to think that we're nuts. So we're kind of ashamed to talk about it. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the Book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? it is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.